Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy. And I am so happy that you are here with us today on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I'm an author, a coach, and a speaker. And I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people deeply partner their life with God, clarify and define their God-given life purpose so they can tap into the Trinity and all that offers. I like to lead them to a place where they are empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationships they have. With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So let's go ahead and get started on this week's episode. I'm pretty happy today because I'm bringing in another amazing author, friend, um, colleague, but she has written Uh, an inspiring book called After the Flowers Die. A few weeks ago, uh, I did an episode with one of my pastors on grief and, um, and, and how to cope and deal with grief of all sorts, losses of jobs, loved ones, whatever. And an overwhelming amount of messages came in with parents who had lost children. And Melanie DeLorme is the guest that I'm bringing in. She's going to offer us so much insight because she's walked through it. Is is still probably in, in when we speak with her, we'll find out that it, it never ends. But she loves to bring people through a journey really of heartache and then to hope and healing. And I just can't wait to share more of this with you because I know this is what you guys are asking for and looking for. So please, people who are listening, uh, head to Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to stream it live. It's giving me a little grief, but on break, I'll, I'll do it again. But our shows are often on, on Facebook, but look both of us up. So you can look up Nikki Klegel, N-I-C-C-I-E-K-L-I-E-G-L, and then Fulfill Your Legacy is my work page, and Melanie DeLorem, D-E-L-O-R-M-E. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to meet with you, and let me explain a bit about how the show goes. So we always break it down into three parts. The first part of the show is going to be me walking you through many little life coaching um, time. And then the second part is going to be where Melanie comes in and we really just tap into her and the the insight and and all that these guests offer us. And then last, we're going to be opening it up to Collins or even emails because I got a lot of them. I chose two that I think are awesome that will keep Melanie and I quite busy and I think will relate to a lot of people, but let's get started. So every time I do these uh, sections at the beginning, And I do our little mini coaching. I do it in the way that I do when I work with my legacy leaders who are private group of individuals that are just um, have hearts and minds to live, love, learn and lead um, to according to the call God has them on. And we do it by first looking at what the problem is that's catching us up in this world. Second, we look at what the word, the written word tells us to do. And then we look at the gift that that is what we're going to get if we follow what the word says, the blessings we get from following the word and then last we have free will and so we look at the choice the problem the word the gift the choice all right so you guys I woke up this morning and my story changed my whole I I prepare for these things and when I woke up I knew I had to scrap it 
and change it. And so God had really written on my heart something that I don't even, I'm like hesitant to even share because it's not what I wanted to do, right? (laughs) I wanted to come on here and spend this time just loving on the people who are listening to this. And I am going to do that. I do feel that way. But I just felt such strong nudge to um, be sharing a message that had a lot to do with um, God wanting us to know that we are all his children and that, um, yeah, I want to, and we've got to meet these, meet people who are experiencing this in their places and love them and comfort them and all this that I really just wanted to do, but just this nudge to remember that, um, that you are his child as well. And he has um, so much life here for you to live as well. And how do we, how do we move on? Like, I love the title of this book because it's, it's like after the flowers die, how, how do we keep going and move on? But um, we'll, we'll get into this more, but this is sort of my overarching message of this show. And I really want you to know that I really felt called um, to, to gear it this way. And so a lot of my coaching then is going to be geared around, okay, so what can we do? What can we do now? So the problem, you know, I kind of write down this overwhelming pain, um, heaviness, heartache. We might feel hurt. We might be frozen, literally frozen and feel like we're stalled out and we don't know how to move forward. Um, Also, footholds can get a hold of us. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that. But I want us to think about, um, you know, where are we living, basically? You know, really thinking about um, my guests. So, you know, I woke up with this message to basically get us to, to, to have an awareness of the place we're in and what we're supposed to do because we're also God's child who is living here in the world right now. Um, it, it's a wonderful place to be in heaven, but man, we're here. Um, But then my guest is here and she offers, she's going to be coming in to bring hope and all this. Um, How do we find hope when we're feeling like we've just lost so much? Um, We're the ones suffering, I guess, is the message that um, if we stay in that place, you know, we're the ones suffering and, and just moving through past that. But that's the problem when we stay in these kind of suffering, broken places, this hopelessness and, and stuff. Then next, um, you know, I want us to think about this living, loving, learning and leading. Um, you know, I, I just feel so called to share, you know, do we feel guilty? I know Melanie's going to help us with this. Do we feel guilty to go on living? Do we feel guilty to, I don't know where those feelings come from, um, but they hold us back and hurt. And I have so many stories that I'll share some of them with you where parents uh, battle with other consequences that come from these places, you know, broken marriages then that come as a result of not being able to cope and and get through this loss and um, all these things that my heart is just going out to all of us. Um, And then the next thing is, you know, how, how do we move past this? You know, how, what are we turning to? The the problem isn't that we need to cope. Melanie is going to share with us a lot of things that we can do to help us cope, but it's how we're coping. You know, are we turning to things like um, numbing ourselves with drink? Um, are we sleeping? A lot of us cope by just like curling up and, and you know, and sleeping and um, all, 
all these things that we do sometimes are perfectly good and, and right and just what we need to do at the time. But then do we stay in those places too long? All these things I want us to be thinking about. This is, I feel like I've exhausted it. We've talked enough about some of the problems. Let's move on to some good stuff now. So let's get to the word. And so I really like um, us to consider Revelations 21.4. You know, this is, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things will be passed away. We say and think um, things like, I am supposed to. I think, you know, we wonder, I think you're like, it might be every holiday, you know, you sort of think, gosh, I was supposed to be celebrating this year or um, Christmas. We were supposed to be all together or um, that's our old that it, that's good to remember those things in a way of celebration maybe for the, the person. And I know Melanie's going to be able to share this with us and how we look through this, but really thinking about the last end of this verse, which is the old order of things has passed away. And I really think this is helpful. I had a woman who, was, who lost a child who shared this with me. She said, I need to get it in my mind that things are backwards. And I, and I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And she used this verse and she explained to me that, you know, I had my order. I had an order that I thought was right. And she's like, that's the old order. This is God's order. He, he's in control. He knew what was going to happen. He knew the order it was going to happen. And I keep trying to make it be what I think the, the order of the world was. And so just hanging on to that verse, I think is really good. The next one is, how do we use the Trinity? So are we living in the old way? Are we living in what used to be was the first verse with Revelations. Now, the second thing I want to think about is how do we use the Trinity then to kind of start living again, start getting into this new place, this different place um, after we've lost a child. Um, and so Isaiah 41.10, I think is so good. So I'm going to read it here. I've got it written down. So do So do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will hold you up with my righteous hand. A lot of us feel like it's literally impossible. I'll I'll never forget um, on the phone with a coaching client that... um, so there are stages. I just want to, I got to stop talking here a minute. There are stages. And right now I'm speaking to the audience of, of parents who's, it's not fresh, you know. And when we're in this place now, we're, we're sort of sick of living in that place of just like the, the gut ache of it, right? And so, you know, I'm thinking Melanie's going to be talking about both places, kind of this place just loving you during this hard place, but then also kind of saying, okay, now now when and how do we step out and start to move forward? And that's what I'm speaking about. And this woman was telling me, just gut-wrenching, telling me, you know, like, um, <laughs> uh, uh, how, do, how do I find strength that I don't have? I literally don't have the strength. And just knowing that she couldn't get it from the world. And she said, I've tried everything. And she listed all the things that she had tried to, you know, just get filled up with. And within like two weeks, she was getting filled up with the Holy Spirit. 
and it was changing things for her. And it was in, in just being able to help people know that this verse is so true. It is possible. And, and we started the show with it is impossible with man. When we're looking to each other to try to fill up, it's sometimes just impossible. And when we really look to God, he starts to do that. And remember, I remember last week's lesson where we talked about, you know, Oh, I had I had my husband text me these two words. I wish I could remember a slow surrender or a rapid release. That might be it. But, you know, some of us either just um, fall down. Like at one point, we just literally let loose and give it all away. And then there's just this wash of healing that comes over you. And, you know, it's it's aggressive and it's it's just fast and powerful and other people have this slow surrender where they just piece by piece are doing it and they look back and think a year later five years later ten years later like how did you do that god how how holy spirit how did you um fill up these places that were so empty so i don't want you to ever think because you don't have this like instant rush of healing that comes over you that something's wrong and you're not doing it right. And I also don't want you to feel like, um, you know, if you've had this rapid release where basically, you know, God just washed over you that it's done and that, you know, you, you can just continue to have that slowly grow more and more powerful. Okay. And then another verse here is John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And I have come that I might give you life. Remember when I started by saying, you know, I just really felt like God was trying to wake me up with the message to share with you that um, you are his child too. And he wants life for you. And, and so we, we've got to kind of get ourselves into this place where we're not living in that horribleness and just and starting to live in this life. Um, but let me read it again. Um, I have come to that you might have life and live it to its fullest. Well, how do we do that? My heart just breaks. How do we do that when we're when we've had this experience that literally is setting us back so hard? We have to call on God, of course, and, and we know that. But just how, right? And then John sixteen thirty three is in me. You may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. And when we're wondering how it can even be possible, and we say with man it's impossible, but with God it isn't, we have to remember that he is the overcomer. And sometimes we try to muster through, we try to overcome it, but as we lean into God He and let him become the overcomer, that's when things start to take seed. So we've talked about the problem, we've talked about the word, now let's look at the gift. Okay, listen to these verses, I'm going to be doing the opposing message that comes from the verse, the fruit of the Spirit basically. So life, listen to the verse above, it, it came out of the first verse I read, but I come so that you might have life. I come so you might have life. Comfort. He says, I'm going to wipe away every tear. Um, your mind, you know, our mind gets consumed with loss, with consumed with how things happened. Even sometimes accidents, um, it, it, car accidents, things like this. You know, it seems so unfair. Our mind can circle through all these things and it takes our focus away and consumes us. And God has plans for you. And then peace and joy, the fruit of the spirit. We know that. 
and strength. Um, the verse says, I will give you strength. So when we don't feel it, when there's tribulation there, he's got to give us the strength. So all these things we know are our blessings. And we're going to be getting into things here with Melanie, a little bit of just um I think soulful wisdom that she's going to be able to share with us. She speaks on these topics and maybe she can help us get to the place where we're realizing, okay, we do have a choice. We do have a choice. And so um, about one minute left here, I just want to kind of leave you with a little bit of a call to think on where am I at right now? Maybe share this uh, message and tell someone to go look it up if they've been in this situation. But we're going to come back after the break. Please dial 888-346-9141 if you'd like to call in at the end of the show. And we're coming back with Melanie DeLorem after the break on Living Within the Sweet Spot. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. We all have unique experiences and outlooks when it comes to leadership and team building, yet sometimes we clash, even when trying to achieve the exact same goals. Check out Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Your host is Dr. Cass Henry. A shared journey equals success, and every human interaction has the power to achieve this success by working together. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. 
now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Living Within the Sweet Spot. We are so happy that you are here with us. And I am bringing in guest Melanie DeLorme. So happy she is with us. She is an author of the book, After the Flowers Die. She also speaks to women, um, men, um, people going through this uh, this kind of situation of kind of trying to find hope and healing, um, trying to cope, um, get through this. And I don't know that you ever do get through it. She's going to speak to us on that a little bit. Um, but Melanie, why don't you share with them a little bit about um, what you do, how we know each other. I, I hate to take away all the, the info. So go ahead and share and then we'll get started. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. Um, I guess I should share how we met. I, I guess I knew my whole life I wanted to write a book, and I didn't ever know what it was going to be about and <laughs> until this one was really handed to me. And I signed up with Author Academy Elite to write my book, and I showed up at their very first conference in 2016, and I had no book. I just had an idea for a book. But you were there with your book, and I don't think we met that year, but I remember listening to you speak so passionately about your book and so with so much love for your audience that I really was inspired by you and really hoped that one day I could speak that passionately about my book. And, and fast forward one year, I got to speak about my book and and I'm still speaking about my book and um, yeah. You know, Melanie, I'm going to interrupt you because I don't think they know this. For one, thank you. That's the sweetest thing. And I didn't know that at all. Um, but Melanie not only spoke about her book this year, she actually was awarded on her book this year. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Do you, do you mind sharing with them real quick? Say the name of your book and what you what just happened. Um, my book, I'll even have it. Yeah. Flowers Die, a handbook of heartache, hope and healing after losing a child and it did win the first place in the advice category in the author academy awards mm-hmm. and so that was that was a gift for me that that really was yeah all right so now um, we everyone knows how we met we know what your story is but um i'm curious can you share with us a little more about your personal story and how it relates to the book and then also um the messaging that comes from that that's written on your heart sure I guess, like I said, I grew up knowing that I wanted to write a book someday. I wanted the title of author. Um, I also wanted the title of teacher, and I gained that in 1997 when I became an English teacher. I, I got to be a wife that same year, and that was also a title I wanted. And then in 2000, I got to be a mom when our first son, Garrett, was born. And I guess nothing really prepares you for that first time parenting because you're now responsible for this little person and, and it's exhausting and overwhelming and such a blessing all at the same time. And so you know, we did what all overwhelmed parents do. We had more kids and our daughter Morgan was born the next year and then our son Justin completed our family and we had three kids under the age of five and our house was wild some days but it felt perfect and it felt just what I wanted and where I was supposed to be and then in 2008 I got a title that I didn't want of bereaved mom when Garrett was accidentally killed in a hunting accident and our world was turned upside down our other two kids were six and four and they needed their parents and we didn't know 
how <laughs> we were going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when I think back, I really think, I don't know, I don't know how. <laughs> it was kind of a one day at a time. And I slowly, you know, um, started to just write things down that I was feeling because I felt that I made people uncomfortable talking about them out loud and my and writing them just was a safe place. So I was able to write about how angry I felt and about how robbed I felt and cheated that I didn't get to raise my son. And I wrote about lots of times I wrote about how bitter I was that that the rest of the world got to move on and I didn't. And um, it didn't take me long, though, to realize I, I actually came across a quote. It wasn't a biblical quote, but it was a quote online. And I think it was a, a guy by the name of Josh Ship. He said, you know, you either you get bitter or you get better. Yeah. And I realized at that point that I did not want to raise my other kids in a bitter home and they deserved better. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I started to write about my memories of Garrett and how grateful I was that I had them. And I was able to find some gratitude. And eventually I even wrote about hope and about how I hoped there was happiness for me in the future. I knew it was there. And as I was writing, I, sh- I, I should call it journaling, but it really wasn't that organized. It was just bits of writing that I turned into my book. And that was really how my I was inspired by to write the book that way because my writing was in topics. I wrote about how angry I was. And, and so my book is written alphabetically by topics. So my chapter A is about my anger. And my chapter G is about Garrett and my gratitude. And my chapter Q is about questions or the question, the how many children do you have question that, that was really hard to answer after Garrett died. Oh. oh, okay. Were you going to keep going? I saw you take a breath. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll go ahead. So, um, so I get this now, you know, we've, we've, but how did, are you comfortable saying what happened and how you got this new role in your family just for the other people that are experiencing loss? Does it matter that, does it part of the story is how the loss happened or not? How Garrett died? Yeah. Um, Garrett was accidentally shot when he was out hunting with his uh-huh. dad and friends. So to, um, for the listeners out here, I, uh, this is what I hear a lot, you know, um, a couple different things, um, guilt, um, especially if one parent's involved, the question that we're going to get at the end of the day is a car accident and the mom was driving. So same thing, you know, they're accidents. I I noticed that on your website or maybe in your book cover, it says a bereaved parent of an accident. I think it says in the word, I think there's so much power in that. It, nothing was on purpose, right? It was an accident. But, um, but there's something to that. And then also... Um, not everyone has this. Some people like maybe it's a shooting and it was on purpose or, you know, what, whatever, whatever the, I don't know. I just want you to speak on that a little bit for the people listening. Um, I, I think there is some guilt associated anytime someone's child died in that we were given this little person to keep safe and we feel as though we failed them that we didn't do our job. Mm-hmm. And so I think every bereaved parent feels an aspect of guilt, no matter how, no matter how, how it happened. 
And yeah. I, I had to come to terms with, um, this is what has happened. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with it? Because it doesn't matter how guilty I feel, I'm really punishing myself. And mm-hmm. why? Because I can't change what has happened by punishing myself. Mm-hmm. So right, really, from day one, I really um, hung on to the serenity prayer of God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I can't change. Mm-hmm. So courage to change the things I can. Mm-hmm. What I could change was was my bitter attitude mm-hmm. and my outlook on mm-hmm. recognizing that I still had two other kids. Mm-hmm. I still had a full life ahead of me and I had to find the wisdom to know I could make a difference there. That's beautiful. Um, so yeah, at the beginning and what I was really woken up to was just this message of God really wanting me to share with people that he doesn't pick and choose his children. And I mean, you are all his children and you, the parent, um, I I'm, know I'm looking at you because you're the only person in front of me, but I mean, the, the audience, I mean, honestly, you are his child and, um, you know, he's with the child that's, you know, now not living on earth that in his, this is fine. He, that's, that's fine. He's holding and caressing and loving and with, but, um, but we're the one here still, and we, you, are just as valuable, and he wants to see that life living. He wants to see um, there's plans for that life. And so I love seeing Melanie, how she stepped into that. And, and I can hear almost she's got this matter-of-fact way of presenting it when she talks in past tense. It was almost like, um, well, I understood I could either do this or this. And it was like, you know, maybe that just sort of um, black and white sort of got you there um, to start to move forward to say, nope, I'm going to put that away. I got them for my, for my other kids or whatever. But then there comes this place or does there not where it just sort of sits right in your soul that you are God's child and what is, what does he want for you? And, and how are you supposed to be living in that? Maybe I don't understand. And maybe there isn't almost this loss of this old life and you got to kind of put on your, I, I don't know, help me understand that. Well, I guess everybody refers to the new normal and every, you know, after your child dies, you can definitely, you know, mark time with, okay, that, that was before Garrett died. Uh huh after Garrett died. But I know there are, I have met so many parents since my book has written. And there are many of them who live in a place of never ending sadness and grief. And their outlook on life is, this wasn't fair. I will never get over this. I will never get over this. And it's always going to hurt this much. Mm-hmm. And and you talked right. At, you talked earlier about things being a choice. Mm-hmm. You can definitely choose that. Mm-hmm. Grieving forever in that in that capacity is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Exhausting. Mm-hmm. And and like you say, um, God doesn't want anyone living that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to live that way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do people need almost permission to just sort of let go or something? Like, I just, 
oh, my heart just goes out to these individuals. I mean, and and I hate it. I was mad this morning when I woke up a little bit. I was like, God, I don't want to be sort of giving this message like, come on, you got you to gotta do this. And for your other children or for, you know, for yourself and the call God has on you or whatever, um, there's got to be this level of grace. That's what the stages of death are for, right? You know, you, you get to grieve, but there comes a place where then you have to, go to the next stage and or get help if you can't do it on your own. What, what are your thoughts on this? I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking because the whole word grieving, like it never goes away. So when your child dies, like now forever, there really will be Christmas oh. birthdays and things that will happen and that he is not here for. But am I actually still grieving? Right. Yeah. I don't know, but there really is no other word for that. I guess right. I'm actively grieving every day, but I'm still, you know, a grieving mom in that yeah. died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get what you're saying. Um, you know, I think the human, I wrote this in my book, like we don't have the vocabulary that we're like babies, I think, in terms of God. I remember this encounter I had with God where, you know, I asked him so many questions and it was just like almost light and energy going between us where I just was informed with all this stuff. And it wasn't even with words. It was like insight and messages that just helped me understand different things. And I think you're right. Um, So sure, you experience that sort of it, it, we're not going to use the word grief. That's not right. It's not like you're just gut-wrenched, hurt, or whatever. But our world, I think, puts all these negative emotions to the word grieving. And so grieving, I don't know, is more a process of kind of getting through something. But, yeah, maybe it's not necessarily always negative. It, it might just be, I don't know, thinking through it or whatever. I get what you're saying, and I think there's a lot of um, wisdom to it. And feeling permission or um, almost like it's healthy to go through these times where you move forward and you start to look at different things with joy or um, so, okay, you'll never have joy on his birthday probably that he's not there. But, um, you know, what are some on the flip side? How do you what happens to you as you start to get on the other side in the healing place? Your book almost has those three H words that kind of take you through a process almost. What was it? Heartache? Heartache, hope, and healing. Okay, so when you're kind of on that other side, what's different? Like there's a transformation of sorts. What's going on? Well, I certainly don't think anyone wakes up one morning and decides, <laughs> hey, this doesn't really hurt anymore. Right. That's actually not the case. And actually, I do want to share that this is the, you know, Garrett died 10 years ago. And, and so when I think about my 10-year journey, you know, the first year was extremely hard. And it was hard to find any gratitude in anything. And celebrating his first birthday and first Christmas and our first Thanksgiving without him was, I, can't, I don't even have words for it. Right. But as I slowly moved forward, mm-hmm. it was easier to accept that Garrett's life was a gift and to celebrate the memory of him and recognize that in our future celebrations, he was still with us and we could create new memories in his honor. And, and, but even eight years later there, I still could come back to a place where, you know, I was really still hurting and 
but it wasn't a con- it wasn't constant. Mm-hmm. It wasn't constant grieving. Just, yeah, it kind of comes and goes and waves a little bit. Okay, so um, I put something down. I see we've got about four minutes. I put something down in my notes, and then I didn't bring it up because I knew I didn't have time, and I wouldn't do it justice. But I think with your help, I can maybe articulate through some of these feelings. But um, when we go through something like this, and you're sort of in this place of you said, I, I, I celebrate, I, I, we celebrate basically that he is still here with us is that's in spirit, right? For sure. Okay. And, and really that we will see him again. Yes. Okay. So, um, so we, we it, it's almost like if we stay, if we stay in that place of the hurt and the pain, um, are we, we're missing opportunities. We're missing the gift of living out that joy of that child um, as we move forward. And so you, what are the steps? It's kind of like chicken before the egg. Um, you, you were saying about your journaling and how you made this decision. Then your journaling changed from, I think it was just grief, you know, and just a bunch of hardship then it sort of went to the memories and then you're kind of do you think that 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 process of journaling like okay now I'm going to try to write on these sorts of things brought you to the next level or were you at the next level so then your journaling changed are you able to manage yourself through these stages I don't know that there's stages that actually go in any particular order because definitely a two steps forward and I'm having some pretty good days and I can find things to be grateful for, but um, this is now the week of Thanksgiving and I'm really having a hard time finding those things to be thankful for. Yeah. But I'm never going to forget in one of the, in the early months after Garrett died, someone said to me, would you trade away all your memories if it would take away your pain? And my immediate answer was no. And so that I knew right then that I was going to find a way to work through the pain and accept it, build a new life around it. Even though it might never go away, it, yeah. will, le- it will lessen and it has lessened. And I guess that would be a message I would want to leave to any bereaved parent approaching Thanksgiving tomorrow mm-hmm. with, and can't find anything to be thankful for. It won't always hurt this much. Mm-hmm. Might hurt this much right now, but it won't forever. Yeah. Okay. Can you repeat that? Would you the question that they posed to you? Some, some a friend of yours maybe said, "Would you give away all of your memories if it would take away the pain? If it would take away the pain? Yeah, that's pretty powerful. So, um, yes, I always like we're down to two minutes. I always like for the the guests to kind of share with us then this one message. Um, I'm going to have you repeat it there just so that people are clear on it. And then uh, I want you to come back after the show because we have two really good questions. I know you're going to be able to help them so much better than than I will. And then, um, you guys, I want you to look us both up on Facebook and follow us. Um, ask for help. Uh, I know that Melanie would be more than happy to meet with you. You can find out where she's speaking, when she's speaking. You can invite her places to help you or the people in your area. But, um, Melanie, share your handles um and how they can contact you um i'm melaniedelorme.com and i have links there to my U- my new youtube channel yes i started posting a monday morning message every morning and i've picked a topic out of my book to talk about i'm up to 19 of them so i'm i'm pretty happy to be doing that and i guess i really do i really do want to thank you 
for allowing me to talk about this because I, like I told you earlier, I find people are so afraid to talk about death, especially when it's a child. Mm -hmm. And I just want to tell any listeners who aren't bereaved parents that if you have friends who are, please don't hesitate to bring up their child's name. It will, even though you think it might be hurting them, it is making them happy that you're willing to remember. Mm. That's really, really good advice. Um, thank you so much, Melanie. Yes, and you can reach out to me at NikkiKlegel.com, which is Fulfill Your Legacy, the name of the company. Um, also on my Facebook page, Nikki Klegel, Fulfill Your Legacy. I'd like you, anyone interested in a journey through learning to live, love, learn, and lead as a Christian leader um, to look up the Legacy Leader page on NikkiKlegel.com. All right, we will see you guys for question and answers after the break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you're ready for big changes in less than one month's time, You're ready to tune in for Radical Change Now with Dr. Mary Oz. It's where healing meets the law of attraction in an engaging package. You'll hear from guests and callers as they share their stories, offer solutions to life's challenges, and much more. With Dr. Mary's approach, even a child could effectively learn and apply the concepts discussed on each week's show. Listen live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to nikki at nikkiklegel.com. 
Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy you are back with us on Living Within the Sweet Spot. We are fortunate enough to have Melanie back with us as well. We are doing question and answer time. So let's go ahead and get started. I've got two emails that I definitely wanted to get to. Um, One of them I've since contacted and we're working on, so I can fill you in a bit more, but let's go ahead. So the first one here is Jen. So Jen is explaining that she lost her baby girl in a car accident. Um, She feels so horrible, responsible. These are all things that Melanie was sharing with us um, and guilty. And the other person did not have a license um, to drive in our states um, and has never approached her. So I think that's interesting that she put that in there, maybe feeling like the person should say sorry or come back or something. I don't know. Um, And then also she says that she's been listening to the show um, and she knows that her mind is trapped on all kinds of bad things um, like blame. And she used the word, she used the word consumed over and over and over again. And Melanie, I think you mentioned that as well at the beginning, you said, you know, I was just so consumed with, the, the grief, and then slowly you kind of came out of it. So I would like to talk to you, Jen, about a couple different things. Um, I say a couple things. You're right on in that, um, you know, you were speaking about, you know, your mind kind of just being filled with all these things. And also you coming here, I always say this to people, if you've brought in a message here, you're looking for wise counsel. Um you are seeking help and you are starting to want to, there's a little seed or something in there. You would still be at home in bed with your covers over you, you know, consumed. Um, So you already are kind of in my mind taking the initiative. So, um, but how do you fill up then? So Romans 12, two, I love when I signed my book, I always put Romans 12, two on it and it, and it's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And um, I I loved Melanie just sort of saying that she got to this place where she was kind of done. She knew she needed to to switch into this other place. Now it didn't happen overnight, but she knew she needed to. And that's what I feel like you're on the verge of just saying, I'm done with this sort of consuming the, the thoughts that are just holding you captive. You talk about feeling responsible and guilty and horrible and all these things. Um, own those. Fine. They, you, you were there and that was real for you at the time. Um, but it doesn't mean that that's what ha- that that's who you are. And it doesn't even mean that that's God's truth. Just because we believe that here in the world, um, God's truth is so different. And so you need to fill up with that truth. And um, so Bible verses, and I help people do this. I want you to do this. Go to the internet, type in whatever you have. Each person's so different. Some people are going to be battling the guilt more than somebody else might be battling just heartache and someone else might be battling isolation, whatever, whatever's really tugging at you, take them one at a time, do a Bible search Find the ones that resonate with you. That means the Holy Spirit's working in them and start reading them and meditating on them and thinking on them. And slowly your mind will be filled up with these thoughts and there'll be less. Let's face it. You only have so much power, time and thinking in your brain. And so if you're going to fill it up with truth, 
and getting some clarity on different things versus kind of replaying that whole trail, it's going to help you a lot. That's my best advice right now. And I just don't want to keep talking because I want Melanie, who's been through this, to kind of be able to speak to Jen a little bit. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Well, my first thought as you were speaking is I the first time I saw a grief counselor was probably a few months after Garrett died. And I talked to her about how bitter I was and angry I was. And, and her reply to me was, so how are those emotions serving you? Well, and I had, I didn't have an answer because they weren't, they weren't serving Mm -hmm. me. And so it really was about, like you say, filling my mind with different things because our minds believe what we tell it, Mm -hmm. tell it, we can't move forward. We're not going to. Mm -hmm. And, and that, you know, that kept me moving forward. And, and I'm not dismissing any of those feelings of guilt or any of those feelings of hurt or any of those feelings of anger because they're very real. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say you shouldn't feel those because we need to feel those. Mm-hmm. Real. Yeah. Um, but we have to find a way to say, These, this is not serving me well. Mm-hmm. And I have to find one positive thing today. Yeah. I love that you said that. I love that the counselor said that to you. And it reminds me of uh, some training I was at where a pastor is also training alongside me and said something that I will never forget. And it's just a really uh, insightful way of looking at, I shall have no other gods. So um, it was somebody, it was somebody grieving and it was not, it was the loss of a parent. And, um, and basically us remembering that addictions. So if, if that's where our mind is, everything is consumed on that. Everything is like, when do I need to get the next, what, whatever, or if our, if we're stuck in this case, um, what the preaching was the, the, the parent, they lost the mom. And so if that's where all your thoughts are, I needed that. And I, all your thoughts are consumed in that it's, uh, wh- who are we feeding, who are we looking to? Who are we constantly th- looking for and dwelling on and everything? And and that's that. When you say who, you know, how does this serve me? And I think how does this serve God? It's so good. I really, really love that you brought that up. Okay, um, let's go ahead and let's kind of move into this other question. Then we're going to go back and play this kind of tennis game if we have time left over. But um, Martin and Sally, I specifically picked them because. I feel like you and your husband are just a rock solid couple. I don't even know him. <laughs> so, um, so Martin and Sally. So basically, um, they say you know that we have people judge us, and that it sets them back when this happens. Okay, so I'm feeling like they're maybe in a place where they help other people cope, and then sometimes they have people judge them. So basically, um, this is a very long email, and then I've talked to them since, so I'm going to paraphrase things a lot. But basically, they lost their child to drugs and to a shooting, and um, they were so glad when the suffering was over. So that death to them meant something totally different. Um, No, they didn't ever want their child to die. Their dream would have been that the drugs would have been beaten and that they wouldn't have had the relationships where all this violence happened. And, you know, of course, but um, they're saying listening to the show, though, that so the wife um, knows that she's not completely 
moving on because she can't forgive the person. They're able to like do all this um, help uh, insight with other people, helping them walk through these journeys by saying um, how to uh, see the benefit, how to not the benefit, how to um, how to look at it in the best way possible. And sometimes people even judge them for that. Like they're like discrediting the life that did live. Um, and that's hurtful. But then on the flip side, they kind of have this where now they're sort of feeling like, um, how do they how do they get through the part of forgiving the other person? They, it's like they're doing the legwork of being positive. They're doing the legwork of helping other people. But the wife still hasn't forgiven completely. And she feels like it's holding her back in some ways. So let's first talk about like people sort of judging you. Um, like I could see, you know, people feeling like, well, how could you get to this place? How could you be joyful? Like almost challenging you. And and is it really that's what they're doing? Or do, do they look at you like, how can I ever get there? What what do you think is going on when, do you ever feel that? I, I do feel that sometimes. And I think with different things, not even just about, about Garrett dying. But I think when we when we grasp onto the judgment we feel other people have, I think lots of times it's not true. Yep. <laughs> the judgments are coming from within ourselves. And mm-hmm. we just have to give ourselves permission to, let's use this example of forgiveness, to say, I'm having a hard time forgiving. And giving ourselves permission to say it, to feel it, and then say, okay, but what am I going to do with it now? Mm-hmm. As I think um, in this example of forgiving, we have to forgive ourselves for lots of things and maybe we have to forgive other people. But when I think there's, when there's other people involved in our child's death, definitely there's an aspect of forgiving, but I, and I don't know how I got to this place, but I got to a place that I felt, you know what, that person now also has to live with this forever too. And, and I don't know how they will. And so that's grace. That that is grace, and I and I wish I could say how I just came up with that one day. That mm-hmm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, you were seeking. You were in the words. You were writing and journaling your heart out to God and stuff. But um, but I'm glad you brought that up. And um, we're gonna. I'm gonna quick say before we started. Uh, Melanie said, I'm so thankful for you bringing me on the show because this is such hard stuff to talk about. Like every, I didn't even want to hardly do the show. Every time I like get ready to say something, I can hear it like, oh, that is not going to sound right to some people. And I think it's just so, you you need that one person in front of you and you need to help them from their perspective. But but grace is for all of us. And, um, and, and so that works everywhere. It's just like you're saying, how do you get there? And, you know, it's not us. With us, it's kind of impossible because you've got all these things outside in the world affecting um, whether grace should or shouldn't be given. And grace that comes from God is unconditional. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's tough stuff, right? Okay, um, let's go ahead and play this little tennis match. We only have two minutes left, but I like this. So, 
what are some things that we can offer, some best resources, some best insight, um, back and forth, one at a time for any mom in any situation. So um, we'll, well, we'll start with me so you get it a little bit, but I'm going to always take my default one. Get to the word. Honestly, get your Bible verses that feed your soul. Figure out whatever's holding you back the most and go to God for it. So get to the word and find verses that affect that place. You have some input or advice? One tip. Okay, she is freezing. So I'm going to go ahead and shut us down here. We're only down to about a minute left. So um, this is Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I want you to head to Melanie DeLorme's Facebook page, also onto her website, which is just her name. Um, She's got a fabulous book called After the Flowers Die. Go ahead and look it up on Amazon. Get to her um, speaking uh, and contacting her in terms of anything. If you want support, she can connect you up with the resources. Down below, the Facebook post for this I'm going to go ahead and put some links her favorite ones ones to her as well as mine she has a freebie called five ways to regain hope I think this is a great thing for the holidays so anyone who's got that coming up um, please go ahead and head over to her Facebook page to try to get that you guys have for people in the states have a happy Thanksgiving the rest of you just enjoy your days and we will see you next week on living life within the sweet spot Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.